0: Hi, and welcome to Book Club, a Sales Enablement Pro podcast. I'm Olivia Fuller. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so they can be more effective in their jobs. While enablement has recently emerged as a formal business function over the last several years, the idea of enabling sellers for success has existed in businesses for a long time. And as the function of enablement has become more solidified in recent years, selling as a profession has also undergone a lot of change. Inevitably, this means that enablement will continue to evolve alongside those changes. Pam Didner, the author of Effective Sales Enablement, is here to talk to us a little bit about some of those core concepts from her book around where enablement has historically been and how organizations can lean on enablement to overcome some of those challenges that they may face in the future. So with that, Pam, I'd love to hear a little bit about yourself and tell us a little bit more about your book. Excellent. Hey, thank you so
1: much for having me. It's wonderful to be part of your podcast. And Pam Dina here. hello, hello. Hello. I'm a B2B marketeer, writer, and a podcaster. I love anything and everything related to B2B marketing. Sounds boring, right? (laughs) (laughs) And I worked in the corporate setting for almost 20 years doing many things, actually from finance accounting, product management, event operations, content marketing, all the way down to a global marketing, which is I create strategy actually for a lot of Uh, geographies, and the country marketing team, you know, working on the global strategy so they can uh, create a go-to-market plan. I wrote a book about effective sales enablement, and it's really about what a B2B marketer
0: should do to better support their sales team. So here I am. Fantastic. Well, Pam, thanks so much for being here. Um, What I really loved about your book is you spent some time kind of walking through the history of sales enablement. And you talk in the book about how Acts of enabling sellers, whether or not that's been called sales enablement, um, has actually existed for a long time, long before the term was actually coined and and the formal discipline was formed. Um, I'd love to hear your perspective on what some of those ways were that enablement initiatives have historically existed in organizations.
1: Yeah, love to share that. I wrote a whole chapter about that. So for a long time, selling goods and services was not complicated because our lives were not complicated. You know, we buy food, we, we farm, and uh, we go to sleep. You know, it's not complicated. But things changed dramatically after the Industrial Revolution, especially the invention of the steam engine. And that literally changed everything because now we can use steam engine to power almost everything. So people started building complicated machines using steam engine to automate things and make our lives a whole lot more efficient. For example, we start using steam engine to build trains. Right? Think about it. Steam engine is pretty complicated machine. Then train is also pretty complicated. So we are building a complicated device on top of a complicated device. Now, all of a sudden, you have to explain those complicated device in a way that the buyers or the people can understand. For the longest time, we use horse to transport us, but then train was invented, but nobody has ever seen a train before. You have to explain what train will do, right? Then all of a sudden, the people who are selling the train needs to be educated in terms of what train will do, and then be able to explain how train will function. So that by itself, or in essence, it's a sales enablement. Even though the term was not created or coined back in the 1900s. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? So Absolutely. really, really, if you think about it, for longest time ever since the, 1900, the early 1900s, And uh, we are building more and more complicated uh, devices on top of complicated devices. Now the salespeople's job is actually try to sell those complicated devices. They need to be educated. They need to be trained. They need to know their products well. And things changed dramatically in the 1980s. Well, the reason is we invented the computer. Well, computer actually existed way before that. But the personal computer started to become very, very popular, right? And uh, then way back then, it was like, what is computer? What can computer do? Computer was, at that time, was really doing a very complex calculation on behalf of humans. We never ever imagined that the computer can do whatever they are doing now, almost like 30 years later. We cannot imagine that. So way back then, when people invented computers, especially IBM, they were like, okay, what does computer do? I mean, it's literally the machine not being enclosed inside. And then people walk around and say, what does this thing do, right? And the IBM sales professional needs to actually understand what the computer will do and then educate the buyers about the benefit and the features of it. They coined the term sales enablement, according to Wikipedia, and I'm not surprised they actually coined that term. So it's really about training sales so they can understand the complicated products they are selling and how to explain that in a way the buyers can understand. So initially, sales enablement was really about sales trainings and sales onboarding. I think the term has been expanded now it's almost like the, everything that sales is doing and the, that needs to be supported can be called sales enablement.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I think that's um, very, very true in just how much enablement has expanded in its definition in organizations over the last few years. And I love what you also talked about around you know, the innovation in the business landscape and even all the way back to the industrial revolution, but really how these sales trends have been impacting selling as a profession over even just the last few decades. I'd love to hear a little bit more about that. What are some of the ways that sales organizations have evolved in recent years?
1: So great question. Remember I mentioned earlier um, that salespeople need to be trained when they sell complicated products. So in a way, the evolution of a sales have a lot to do with technology evolutions and also technology advancement. So the complexity of product actually does have a huge impact in terms of evolution of sales and also how people conduct selling process and engagement. But there's another important element that is the buyer's purchasing behavior. How buyers purchase any products, especially B2B products, will impact how salespeople sell, right? For example, the internet, the digital media, even the pandemic have impacted how buyers purchase or behave. Therefore, it massively impact how salespeople or sales organization evolve. For longest time, for example, Longest time, the sales have visited their clients several times to close the deals. You have to be present. With the virtual meetings and uh, the pandemic in the past couple of years, what does sales engagement with client have evolved? Or even sales hiring, right? Do we need to hire people on the ground that is that should be near our client base? I don't know, maybe that have changed. So from my perspective, like I said, you know, the product, the complexity of product can impact the evolution of sales, and the other one is the buyer's behavior. Another important factor I mentioned in my book is the millennials. And they are joining the sales force and they are digital native. The way they need to be supported or needs to be trained, they need to be communicated will be very, very different from the previous generation of a sales force. So if you are supporting both generations, how should you support them? And also the revolution and the the evolution of a sales engagement will be dramatically different depending on the age of the sales uh, team as well.
0: Mm, Yeah, I think that's such an important point around the generations in in the workforce and um, how their expectations and, and how they are, you know, Um, wired to interact with customers uh, is different. And I think that's so important to take that into consideration.
1: For example, a lot of millennials prefer texting, Mm -hmm. right? So the way they communicate with the buyers is actually through texting. (laughs) But (laughs) the older generation, they prefer email and they prefer talking to them, you know, picking up the phone and uh, having a conversation. So uh, because the communication mechanism is so different, the way that you need to train salespeople needs to be different as well.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. I could not agree more on that point. You know, looking ahead to the next few years, what are some of your predictions for how selling will continue to evolve?
1: You know, I hate making predictions. Selling, especially technology selling, is going to get even more complicated, and that just affect. And the biggest challenge, from my perspective, moving forward, is to find a way to explain a complex ideas so or the product in a simple terms that your buyers understand. That sounds like is age old challenge, but I'm telling you, many companies have not solved that. So the Messaging, such as what to say and how to say about your product, will continue to challenge sales, product and marketing team. I don't think that will ever stop, honestly. The other one is a buyer's attention span is getting shorter and shorter. (laughs) I am the guilty one as well. So we need to think about the types of content and outreach communication to get their heads turning. So what can we do? So it's not creepy, you know what I'm saying? It's like, Mm -hmm. you know, you are virtually stalking them, but how can you communicate and reaching out to them? So it's not like, you know what? I'm following your every step. (laughs) So that in terms of how to understand them and communicating with them yet not to be creepy will be also another challenge that from my perspective that salespeople will uh, face in the next couple of years. And Mm -hmm. another thing is technology will continue to play a critical role in helping sales unravel buyer's intent. And there's a lot of tools out there to actually help you understand, you know why is buyer ready to buy? What is the intention? What is their propensity to buy? And um, so sales professional along with the marketing team will continue to evaluate different kinds of tools they need and incorporate that into their sales stages. And uh, the key thing is more tools that you incorporated into a sales stages, more tools that salespeople need to learn. And they hate that. Yep. So how do you get your sales team motivated to learn more about the new tools can also be challenging. hmm did I depress everybody now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, those are those are very, very great points. And they're very real. I mean, those are challenges that absolutely, I think, are uh, prevalent today in a lot of organizations and I think will continue to persist, I think, especially as there's so much change happening in the business landscape and economic uncertainty right now and all of those things. So I think, uh, you know, every point that you just mentioned is absolutely spot on. Um, With that in mind, you know, one of the things that you do mention in the book is that one of the core purposes of enablement from your perspective is really to increase sales velocity. Um, With all of this change that organizations are experiencing right now and that sellers are experiencing right now, how can enablement really help uh, organizations not only maintain but improve sales velocity?
1: That's a great question. The key things is you need to set up a sales enablement success metrics. Let's assume increasing sales velocity is very important uh, for the sales team. Then you need to define what sales velocity is. And you need to incorporate that as a part of your success metrics. Does that make sense? So that's number one. And uh, let's assume that the sales velocity is increased conversion rate. Okay? And let's assume that's the definition of yours. Then you need to think through that what a sales enablement team is doing as a part of your job to actually increase that conversion rate. Are you uh, training uh, your sales team faster when a new product is launched? Literally two weeks before the product is launched, you got a training ready and you got everybody educated and onboarded right? So that can be increasing the sales conversion through the training and arm them with the data they need. Maybe the other one is give them enough content at different sales stages so they know what kind of content they should use at the different sales stages. That's also another way to showcase that you are increasing the sales conversion. So you need to determine What you are doing is part of your success metrics and you need to define what sales velocity means to you and also to the sales team. And then make a decision to quantify. A lot of things can be very abstract. It's very hard to directly say that is a sales enablement's contribution. But you can basically make a percentage and make sure that the salespeople agree with that or you can determine your deliverables in a way that the sales team agree with that. And use that to quantify in terms of your contribution to increase the sales velocity.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I think defining what that means for your organization as the first step is is a fantastic point. That was great advice. You know, in thinking ahead as well, I know you said you don't like to make predictions, but <laughs> alongside some of those predictions that you did lay out with some of the challenges that sales organizations will continue to experience, you know, over the next couple of years, I'd love to hear your take on where you think enablement is going as a function. How do you think enablement will continue to mature and evolve alongside some of those larger scale changes in the business landscape over the next few years? So
1: again, let me answer that a little bit differently as well. I think the maturity of organization in terms of uh, setting up the sales enablement function is going to be different from company to company. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to make that very clear. And mm-hmm. there's no, what I call a best practice that will apply to all companies. And I think it's very, very important that each company look inward to evaluate its own processes and tools, right? There are things that salespeople always complain about, okay, especially when they are not getting the support they need it. For example, number one reason that, that salespeople complain the most that I'm aware of is like, I don't know where the content is. I cannot find the content when I need it, okay? Well, can you at least make sure that all the sales-centric content and training information are properly tagged with the right keywords, detailed descriptions, product names, product family, content owners, even expiration dates, et cetera. So salespeople can just find them when they need them. You see where I'm coming from? So mm-hmm. the maturity of your organization in terms of what you need to do is to address the salespeople's most common challenges head up. And the maturity of a sales enablement function will come naturally when you start addressing salespeople's challenges one by one. Mm. So that's how I see that, uh, the, that you can evolve the maturity of a sales enablement function.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And especially alongside challenges. I think that's fantastic. Well, Pam, thanks so much for joining the podcast today. I love this conversation and loved hearing more about your book. So thank you again.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. Take care.
0: And to our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. And if there's something you'd like to share or a topic that you'd like to learn more about, Please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.